Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Rob Rivera. And this is Rob Rucha. And, and you're listening to the Robcast Podcast. 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 All right, I'm rolling. You're rolling. Yeah, right? this what, is what the, episode uh, is this? This is episode 19. Is it 19? 19. You're close, close to finishing that season. Close to the end of season one of the Robcast Podcast. We got Podcast. Sweet Tea here next to us. Sweet Tea, how you doing, buddy? How's it going, y'all? Sweet, Sweet tea. tea is, uh, his real name is Justin Cholo Extraordinaire, <laughs> guitar tech, monitor tech. Oh, no, you don't do monitors on this tour, right? I help out. But he knows about them. Yeah, he's good uh, We're that. staring at pictures of the wall here. Uh, who do we have here? Where, where are we at? Where, where we're in we Green at? Bay, Wisconsin, at the Green Bay Distillery. We got Buck Cherry in front of us. Yeah. Wait, is that Buck Cherry? Yeah. No. That's not the new members, is it? Okay. okay. Yeah, right. we're here on the... Celebration of Vinnie Paul tour. Uh, we're a week in. Uh, we've done shows in Atlanta, Myrtle Beach, Silver Spring, Maryland, Boston, Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah, played Cleveland. And I wasn't even there. But uh, we're in Cleveland. So we're everywhere. like a weekend, and this has possibly been one of the best tours that we've had in quite some time. Uh, I want to thank all the fans that come out. We are in Green Bay tonight. We continue with sold out show here at the Distillery. Yeah, the shows have been going good. Uh, Roy Mayorga is doing uh, Vinnie Paul Proud. He's killing it on the drums. Yeah, I can't wait to see it tonight. Yeah, they play a couple Pantera songs. Uh, the crowds have been amazing. I hear a, a dryer in the bathroom. That's the thing we're doing. Yeah. This, this podcast we're is We're right raw. here in the middle of all the noise. We're, we're literally like by some pool tables. By, we're right by the bathrooms. I mean, we're in front of the family bathroom right now. Just so. in case. In case somebody has to go right there. I'm, oh, I'm very familiar. With that bathroom, because I've actually used it quite a few times. I'm just glad we don't have wireless mics. Yeah, because I would go in there. You could accidentally go in there with it on, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the tour's about a week old. we got three weeks left. And uh, there's the check check. You can hear. That's this what is authentic, yeah, man. We're authentic. This is as broad and real as it gets. So, Rob, how you been? What you been, uh, doing? been good. Drove out here to record you guys tonight. Uh, yeah. Made sense. Had to catch this for podcasting purposes, too. Yeah. Because we need to finish up that season. There's P. King. How you doing, P. King? That's a hell yeah drum tech. He's always carrying that damn thing. I don't know what the hell's in that thing. Dead bodies. But he, what? Dead bodies. But he's roll, he rolled that thing yesterday in Shelly Acres in the gravel. Oh, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is in that thing? It's secret. Oh, the practice kit. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's got to set that up. Ah. Roy sets up every day in the dressing room and does... Uh, like a lot of rudiments, and he actually plays, jams the actual songs on the practice kit. Dude's wow. a beast, man. Dude's a beast of a drummer. Well, he's got big shoes to fill. Yeah. You know, definitely. I mean, this being the, the... That's the one that I predicted last year, last October or September. Did I tell you that? Yeah. That was going to be Roy? Yeah. Well, you yeah. said there were only a few that could fill those shoes. Yeah. Him and Morgan Rose are the only two that came to mind. Yeah. That could fill those shoes in. But, uh, yeah, Sweet Tea. What's been going on with you, dude? Not much. Just working hard out here. <laughs> sitting on the couch. Sitting on the couch, listening. <laughs> sitting on the couch, he's waiting. He's working his ass off sitting on the couch over here. No, but once it starts, he's on. Oh, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's on. on until the he's end. I mean, he's already sure. been on. He moved all the cases, set things up already. That's, he just had to open the cases, that's all. This is this is a lot of the hurry up and wait that comes along with touring. Don't you guys some guitars or string or anything? I did that already. Yeah, I'm on top of things. <laughs> He's on top of it. He's got this awesome football, <laughs> Polkai, Al Bundy Polkai football shirt 
Four touchdowns, one game. Oh, that's his record. That's yeah. right. He's got the school. Isn't that a high school record? Yeah, that's that's no one can no one can touch it. Oh my god. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Um, so yeah, what what, what what do we chat about? What do we chat about? Well, how's uh? I mean, how many more dates you got on this run? Oh, uh, yeah, I got like what, three weeks. So I got three weeks left. Well, you're done like middle of August. Two weeks after two this. Weeks after Okay, we got two weeks left after tomorrow. And then you guys are doing some of your own run. Uh, yeah, in September. But yeah, it's going, it's starting in Texas and it's going to Florida. Go up to the Carolinas, we do some Midwest stuff. Uh, should be good. Make nice. Very excited about it. Nice. Getting to play the House of Blues in Orlando, which is my favorite House of Blues. That's uh, that next one? door to Disney? Yeah. Or it's on Disney property? It is on Disney property, yes. Yeah, I should come out to that one. When is it? Um... I don't know. Check it's, it's, the dates, man. I know, man. I don't check have the to dates. Pay. I'll check the dates in front of me right now. Yeah. Hey, tickets are at the door. No, tickets aren't <laughs> at the door. Uh, tickets are for sale, Rob. I could buy one. Yeah. And then you could pay buy me, one. You can you donate could, it to somebody. You can pay me back. Yeah. Nah. So, so what does Sweet Tea do uh, do do for you guys besides guitars and, and monitors? Uh, I do guitars and monitors and monitors. BS. BS. Sit around and watch baseball with Rob. We watch baseball highlights. Yeah. Now, how many times have you been out with them? Uh, 2016 was the on a disturbed run was when I first started. Yeah, that's right. But I had uh, I toured with them before with a previous band that I worked with. Otherwise. Otherwise. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you met. Which them. is funny because when when you and in this moment came out to my night. And Adrian was out there singing with in this moment. Yeah. Uh, you all three been, ended up becoming like the first three bands I ended up working for. Man, your 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 sites dates are all over the place. I'm trying to find where you guys are, who you guys are playing with. It says. Uh, yeah. It's on Facebook. Nonpoint in San Antonio, <laughs> but it doesn't say with. Oh, Hyrule the Hero and more. Oh, you're playing with and more. I love and more. That's like one of my favorite bands. Killer. Band. Killer. Zero theorem. But he ain't gonna be on that. Nah. No. no. I'll be a another gig. The Morpheus and Delane ah. tour. Nice. But yeah. So so is the bar that I've seen pictures of? The, is that yours? You work there? Is it well, something? see, I work at this bar called the Original in Minor, North Dakota, and the guys have played there many times. A bunch of other bands like Pop Evil, Machine Heads play there many times. They love it over there. But uh, we just. Um, Tore down the, on the old building and built a new one, and the new one's gonna supposed to be open August 16th, around that time. Uh, it's, it has like a bigger capacity, bigger stage. It's more, it's more of like a venue, you know, for than a bar. Then it was now. just like a more bar. Stuff for, like there's like a green room, shower, laundry, short power for buses. It's more it caters more for the bands, you know, than the live, live stuff too as well. So it's, you know, everything that. But a lot of a lot of bands always loved our smaller bar, though. They would always say like, "Oh, you don't tear this down. You don't need to make a new one." But what, did you have something to do with them, like putting all these new things in that they're gonna do to like help with bands? Oh, they they asked me, and I gave them suggestions of you what you know what bands. Yeah, are gonna I know like. what, what what it's like being on the road. So you know, so they Shore power is huge. Yeah. yeah, and actually, the guy that that built the building too, also, I think they built a, a plumbing system, so like they. Dump the bus can dump a pisser if they wanted to there. Oh yeah, you know. See now that's something that so, clubs should do more of. But yeah, the like 
we have like pop evils like the first show in september and then like after that the second show which is uh the lacuna coil all their mains tour comes out is it cold it's cold it's fucking cold first time we went there it was like fucking what is it uh, uh 16 below these motherfuckers are wearing shorts and t-shirts like it's fucking summertime well yeah, yeah but you know he's got the face scarf so it keeps it on everybody that was like, everybody wears shorts. shorts and t-shirts what the fuck are these people doing that's the way it works there's always girls that come to the bar too and they'll wear like, like mini skirts and it's like minus 40 and they're always like can we stay inside it's cold after bar clothes like no you know you know how cold it is out here you know yeah no that makes no sense <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do yeah. that. That cold of an environment. Um, well, all right. Let's see. Figure out what time uh, are we going to be moving or onto the stage? For like three thirty-four. Three thirty-four. All right. So we have some time. Oh yeah. All right. So what? what let's let's talk amongst you guys. Uh, what do you guys like doing on your off time for tour? Like when you're not like when you had a day off like you were off like like off time like the days off on tour or when yeah. you're home no 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 off time on tour like when you're when you're on tour like you had a day off in New York what'd you guys do I hate New York so uh, you didn't do anything <laughs> he's getting pedicures and yeah do what that. do you do what did you do in New York I don't do nothing you just hung out I didn't walk FaceTime my kids yeah um yeah I don't do a fucking thing man I don't do anything I try not to if there's something to do, like, historically, I'll go check it out, but, you know, just something i never done before, but, but if we're in an area, too, if there's a baseball game we can go to, try to check yeah. that out, you know. We did that the other day in Boston. Did you guys go to oh, see some of that? Day, actually. Yeah. We went to check out uh, the Boston and the Yankees game, right? But usually on day off, we try to find a park, but I don't think we're going to be lucky on this one. Yeah. A park? Yeah, something, uh, you know, if we're close to a baseball park, we watch a game. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, we're not gonna be lucky on this one. But you were like right behind Fenway. Yeah, it worked yeah. out. When the Yankees were playing, I, I could have. We played at 8:50. I could have left at 8:35 and still made the gig. Yeah. <laughs> what time was it? A night game? I would start at seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was able to watch like my a couple hour, innings. Ten minutes of it. And Elias left, and I left with him, and Chuck stayed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because he doesn't. And as soon as I'm leaving, I'm on, and the fucking. Area. I'm away from the, the field. Austin Romine has a fucking two-run homer, and I missed it. I hear, wow. I see that. And I see on the on the TV screen, they round the base, and Chuck sent me, Romine just crushed it to left. And you just walked out the door. I was like, God damn it, I missed the home run. Of course. And they actually, Yankees wound up winning that game. Oh. So you can, you know, sometimes catch a game. You'd like go uh, shopping anywhere, doing actually, yeah. The first day off, we had I went and bought shoes and went and bought some stuff and did some shopping. But uh, yeah. I don't usually do much, man. I mean, usually if we go to a Walmart, you get the essentials that you need. You know, try to pick up some fruit and you know that stuff goes fast. Yeah. But uh, we try to try to you know uh, fill the dip. But days off are very boring, man. Yeah, They're I can imagine. Almost, you try to like. Just try to relax and recuperate from, you know, sleep. Maybe like six or seven days in a row. Yeah, you guys have been nonstop, it seems. I can fall asleep right now. Don't fall asleep right now. We still got more podcasting to do. So what kind of music do you guys listen to out on the road? Uh, well, I mean, the guys put on, like, Gojira and BC puts on Gojira and Adams and put on a lot of Opeth lately. Uh, a lot of what? Opeth. Opeth. Oh, okay. Yeah, he likes Opeth. I just listen to, I don't know, just my old school stuff. 
don't know this is what that is. What's that one that new band that Howard Jones just sang a song on? Oh, like Torch? Yeah, no, 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 it's he that, that uh, side project. That's why I don't listen to really much music on the road as hey, much lately. You listen, well, you listen, listen to it every to, night. I know. You're watch, I, watching a band every night. I listen to podcasts now more than anything. Even at home, I don't listen to much music. Oh, so you're going to listen to this podcast? Yeah. Okay, so the band was Violent New Breed. That's what it is. Violent New Breed. That's yeah. Howard Jones. He, uh, he sang on it. Oh, Barry. Yeah, Bury Me. Yeah. Great song. How yeah, so people go check that out. Verse and the second chorus by yeah, he's got a big part of that song. Yeah, he's, he got yeah. a huge part of the song. In that video, he's got a big part in it, too. He's like, yeah. it's all about him for like quite a bit. Ali, our merch girl, actually introduced me to that song. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, at Uptown. It was on, on the Friday after the performance, because I heard it, too. I remember we were sitting in the control room. Oh, Uptown, the Uptown. At the Uptown thing. Yeah, that was fun. Which people who missed that, that they should never miss one of those. No, I'm going to finish that up next week okay. and then have uh, the remixes for To The Pain done. Because we got to send that footage and stuff to those people, right? Yes. I got to get what Frankie and shot, and too. Rehearsal? Huh? Yeah, that yes. rehearsal and all that. T didn't do the gang vocal. We should have done the gang vocal. Oh, we should have had you sing on Bullet, dude. Yeah. You got there late. Oh, yeah. I got Pro Tools on my computer. I yeah, yeah, we could, we could yeah, do well, that. I got Pro Tools on my computer. We could just punch it in <laughs> later. It's in your garage band version. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be awesome. That's how Elias works yeah. in the garage band, man. Yeah, no. Still a lot. Huh? You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're going to lean, oh, lean toward him, but you're getting, like, lower and lower in the couch. <laughs> Soon he's going to be I'm sleeping. Tired, Only get four hours yeah. of sleep. I mean, I'm picking you up a little bit, and he's picking you up a little bit. So. Okay, cool. But I just wanted to, you know, include him because we had Dustin on. T the, man, yeah. the T man. So, man. so, so, since you watched the, the Boston Red Sox and your Yankees game the other day, I don't know if I ever asked you this, but me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, here's the situation. It's ninth inning, okay. two outs left. You get a guy on second, okay. down by one. Who would you rather uh, have? Uh, wait, wait. Are you? Are we as the game tied? No, are we, no, we going to tie the game? No, you're down by one. Okay. You got a guy in second. Two outs. You got to pick one guy. From the Yankees? No. You, you, you have one guy to choose from. There's two guys, but you have to choose one. Would you rather have Babe Ruth or Ted Williams at bat to win the game? Well, Babe Ruth, they're both clutch. That's kind of hard because Ted Williams is considered the greatest hitter ever. I have to go with Ted Williams probably. Ted Williams? Yeah, because he is the greatest hitter ever. He's was clutch in many situations, but I mean, Babe Ruth did crush 714 <laughs> home runs. And back then, I mean, the pitch selection wasn't. I think they only had fastball and curveball. Yeah. I don't think they had like sliders or screwballs or knuckleballs or all that shit came later. And I think that's why a lot of those hitters hit a lot of. Home runs, too, because there were only two pitches. Mm -hmm. They knew one of the two was coming. So, but yeah, I think Ted Williams. But you know what? Ted Williams never won a World Series. That's true. So, I don't know. It's just like a playoff game that we're talking about here. Yankees, Red Sox? It's a regular or, game. Oh, regular game? Game, uh, game in okay. general. Yeah, probably Ted Williams. And Ted Williams did home run in his last at-bat. That's true. Yeah. Ever. So, yeah. Now, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Uh, if you had a guy, let's say, um, 
It's five to three. You got bases loaded. Dodgers and uh, Dodgers and Giants. Mm-hmm. Of the current the current Dodger team, bottom nine, two outs, five three. I mean, a, a hit can tie it. You know, depending on where the hit lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or actually, it could win it too because then the first base guy can score. Who do who on your team would you pick? Would you pick Justin Turner or Bellinger in that situation? Uh, I'd probably choose Bellinger. Court like going by this season. Mm-hmm. Bellinger, I think him and Yelich, they probably both got like thirty-five home runs right now. I think. That's He's got right. 35? I think so, yeah. Who's he tied with? Yelich. I think him and Yelich are still tied from okay. Milwaukee. I would yep. go Bellinger because Justin Turner, like, like, like Bellinger had a rook, great rookie season. Last year, he was terrible. Like, his batting was terrible. Yeah. This year, he's, like, way better. You know, he hits the ball better. Wasn't he a rookie of the year? Yeah, rookie of the year, yeah. Oh, was it two years ago? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, but, yeah, I would probably go Bellinger. Over yeah. Turner right now. Okay. Who's the best pitcher in the game right now? Best pitcher in the game? Right now. Who's the best pitcher in the game? Because I know Kershaw was considered that for a while. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know where he's at. He's days. been he's been hurt so many times the past past couple of years, you know, with his back and stuff like that. He still has that nasty curve though, right? Yeah, yeah, he still got that. Yeah, I don't know who would be the Who's, who's, like, the leader right now? Who's, like, the leader in wins? Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll look at that up. Yeah. Is it safe to say that Mike Trout's the best player in the game? Yeah. If you're going to pay him that much money, you got to say he's the best player. Yeah, he's probably he's a yeah. five-tool player. He's got... He's got I think he's got better numbers, numbers than uh, Pujols did, you know. When, to, and uh, when put in Pujols prime. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's up, Tom? What's up, buddy? <laughs> Maxwell, face man. So yeah, probably Trout. I think a funny thing is, is once uh, Machado and uh, Harper signed those deals, I put a post on Facebook. Like, you guys think that that's big? Wait till Trout's contract comes up. Mm-hmm. It'll be at least four hundred million. Not even three days later or something. Yeah. He signed for $400 million. <laughs> he is the first $400 million man. And I, I think, uh, uh, what's that kid on Boston? Betts? What's his name? Betts? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. A, what's his name? Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts, yeah. He's going to be, he's going to get a big payday. He's a good player. I don't know if it's going to be in the 400 range. No. I think. I think 200s, late 200s. How, yeah, how is uh, Harper and Machado doing this year after their big contracts? Uh, Harper's still hitting like 230. Rob, you don't, you don't have to sit by your post. I know, I don't want to. I didn't know it was there. So, Rob, uh, you're over there all quiet and shit. Well, because you guys are talking all baseball, and I thought this is a great like, part of a topic for this episode. Cause, like, so, don't you know anything about baseball? I, I, I used to uh, play baseball like as a kid. That's about it. You know any baseball players? Uh, name one. Name one. Carlton Fisk was my all-time favorite yeah. player. He's your favorite player? He was the best catcher on the Sox. Mine was for uh, King Griffey Jr. Long time. My favorite player at one point was Johnny Bench. 
Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench, but I think overall probably Derek Jeter. He was definitely clutch. Yeah. In a lot of situations. Like Jeter to me, he like the most beautiful swing. He did. Never won a World Series either. Nope. That's so sad. But he I, was I, the only guy out of out of that era who, <laughs> who who never had any steroids or anything connected to him. You know what I mean? You yeah. If, if he hadn't got hurt as many times he did in Cincinnati, yeah. he'd have that record. Cause I think I, they said he missed a total of like 500 games his whole career. That's a lot. And if you and if you if you would have hit half, if you would have played half those games and had a home run for half those games, he would have been. He'd, he'd the, have yeah. the record. Yeah, and Hank Aaron, I think, wanted him to be the guy yeah. to do it. I think I read that. Because it's so funny when Bonds did it, Hank Aaron's in a video. Yeah. It's not like he wasn't there. He, he didn't, didn't want to be there. Yeah, he didn't want to be there. He just sent a freaking video. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, he had already pre-recorded it. You know, it wasn't live. Yeah. He pre-recorded it. But, uh, yeah, Ken Griffey definitely, I mean, he had swagger out there. It's speed. He's a great outfielder, great teammate too. So, and he, I, I think he changed the dynamic of the game in that era too, to where like it was, he was always having fun. You know, he wore the hat backwards. And yeah, and the, the, the home run derby. derby yeah. like that. He, he won that home run derby. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and he, he also had a great teacher in his dad, because his dad was also pretty. I mean, he wasn't in the cal, he wasn't in the level of his son, but he was a good player. Yeah. And I think that they both hit like hit back to back home runs. Yeah. In one game, that's the only time it's ever been done. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So Rob, yes, tell us another baseball player. Uh, well, I can I can tell you a good baseball story. Uh, I was at Wrigley Field a few weeks back, and I recorded the organ player uh, who's played at got twenty six hundred games. The guy has played "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" more than anybody in in history. His name's Gary Pressy, and he's still playing at Wrigley. Does he play on the same organ? Oh yeah, the same organ for since nineteen eighty seven. And he's been there every game. He's never called in sick. Like, he's always played. So he got to play with Harry Carey when Harry Carey was... My God, I mean, he was the soundtrack, you know, like for most players in the 80s. And then now with Harry Carey gone, and they have all the celebrities doing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. He's got to play for Bill Murray. He's got to play for Ditka. He's got to play... Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, everybody. Everybody and anybody that's sung it. Yeah. And so, yeah, and every one of them is different. Like, he's got, so like, Didka apparently did it really fast. So he was, like, trying to keep up with him. You know, he's, like, kind of just. Yep, he's always at games. He grew up in Libertyville, and he was a big Cubs fan. Yep. So that was my cool baseball story. I got to record in the empty Wrigley Field. Oh. Like, before vendors were there or anything. And it was creepy. Uh, yeah, it's out on YouTube, actually. Yeah, it's got a million views in one week. Like, because people want to see the organ player. And he played, like, your classic, you know, like, warm-up things and, like, your pep, you know, get the crowd going music. And and it was cool to hear it because it's just... So Everybody's listening to the podcast. Yeah. Knows that you've been in a band before. You've talked about it and stuff yeah. like that. And people know you do recording. I'm going to use bathroom. All right, he's going to bathroom break. Bathroom break. Oh, he's going to the bathroom, which is right in front of us. Switch. <laughs> okay. Hey, don't leave me. Don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> we still got we still got about 10 more minutes for another, for, for part one. Yeah. So, you know, you've done you've done the, the band, and, and, and now you're in the recording and engineering part. Which one do you enjoy more? Did you enjoy the playing, or do you enjoy... 
like the engineering part of it um both at different times both like when i was younger and we were on tour i mean it was awesome like we were at the tail end of the of the big budgets big tours catering on on the runs arena tours I mean, I'm sure you might have done a few of those just mm-hmm. in, you know, passing in all the bands you worked with. Yeah. But back then, I mean, it was a totally different time in the music industry and I fit right in there, but always had the plan to move into the recording world, like when it would get too so, tiresome or too exhausting. So recording was like your plan B. So you yeah. always had a plan B, yeah, yeah. backup plan. Okay. Because we recorded all our own stuff up until getting a record deal. Mm-hmm. And then it was, we didn't have to record our own stuff anymore. So we didn't. Then we were out on tour and we had guys like yourself, you know, teching and handing us our gear and it was amazing. Yeah. And we never took that for granted because it was such a blessing not to have to move your own equipment and then be able to give 110% on stage and go hang out and be social and get more fans while the crew is doing their thing. Without crew, it's like you would have to go and do that. Everyone would think you were an asshole for not hanging out. Yeah. No one would continue to come see you play because they can never get close to you. Yeah. You know, it's like I think crew kind of gets underrated in that sense. Not only are they the the backbone of the show, but they are the end of the show, making sure like I could rest easy knowing my tech had my shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like and, and that it would still be there the next show. Yeah. Whereas if it was, you know, no tech or no, you know, roadie at all, I'd be trying to make sure I didn't lose anything, get it all packed up, I'm exhausted, I'm sweating, I got people trying to hang out. It would be impossible. You know, I always looked at the behind the scenes side of it too as a valid way of doing business and now being able to come out and record shows live it kind of brings me back into what it's like to be out on the road like i came out to the florida run for oh, a few yeah. days and you've been you to know. many shows on our yeah but it's, it's funny is because a lot of what everybody said is you know it's it, it's like i get what it's like to be out there so i don't litter on the bus i i cramp up my my bottles i throw my i know all that i don't crap on the bus i know the rules you know of touring yeah. so i make a good invisible like connection when I'm, I'm doing the recordings like nobody even knows what I'm doing it's like I'm just there I do it I'm done so I like doing that now more than anything because like doing like for example what Nonpoint does every night I would be in like the hospital after one night like with like yeah. I'd be in traction <laughs> I'd, those I'd, guys I'd, move around way too much and they just do watching them I'm like man I'm tired I know. I just stood there. <laughs> to be able to still do that at their age is amazing. And to be able to put on shows like they're doing tonight, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I so. know it's these guys always, to me, always give like 110% and plus more. Oh, yeah. And the fans expect it. Like, that's the thing. And, yeah, I mean, people like, you know, the crew behind it is what makes it possible for that stuff to go without any kind of, you know, hitch. Like, I've, I've watched people run across the stage to flip out a battery and something. I've watched, you know... Fix BC's guitar on the stage. Yeah, literally, like, in the middle of a song. You know, like... Or when he needs another beer. It's everything. Yeah. You guys are the, are the you know, second eyes and ears of it. Yeah, I mean, like, I've always done it where it's like, you know, I'm a tech and I do the show and I, you know, make sure everything's comfortable for everybody and everything's done, you know. I never... I never think of myself as like a rock and roller, you know. Like some fans come, like will come talk to us, you know, and us crew guys. And well, yeah, no, especially the non-point fans. They seem to like really have a connection with not just the band, but with crew, with with the driver, with everything, you know. And and that's one thing about the non-point fans too. They do try to take care of us guys, you know, as much as like the band, you know. Like they'll bring food and. 
they don't bring it just for the band. They just for everybody on the bus, you know, make sure everybody's taken care of. Yeah, and that's another thing. It's like you're kind of like part of that family. Mm -hmm. When you get on the road and you're on that bus, it's not just your crew, but you're also living together. Oh, yeah. So you got to be cool to hang out with and get along with. You can't be a dick. Mm -hmm. You know, like it just has to be kind of a, a family event. But then you're also, it's your job. Yeah. You know, so they're paying you for it. So mm -hmm. you better be good at it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's easy to get lost in, in the moment, too, is that to forget that you know that this is a job you know as much it's fun to watch these guys play every night you know and you know especially like for me like i'm a i'm a huge fan of music and i love live shows and like that you know and to go from being a fan that's in front of house you know just a regular person watching it to being the guy that's on the side stage working the show and stuff like that you kind of have to to me i've always felt like you had to separate it you know because it's easy to get lost and get too you know, into it and then forget that, oh shit, something's wrong with a pedal and yeah. you're not paying attention. Oh, I mean, it happens when I'm recording even, like I'll get, I'll get caught up in the groove of something and then I realize the snare drum's clipping on my input because mm -hmm. Rob hit the mic or something <laughs> and I'm like, oh crap, what's this? <laughs> when, when, I'm, when I'm recording, we're just talking about getting into it, you know, like, or when you're doing like your job as opposed to just enjoying you guys. Like, cause when I'm recording, all of a sudden I find myself grooving out and then I look and they're like, snare drums hitting the red and I'm like, oh, you know, it's like, because <laughs> you started hitting hard and like something's happening, but I need to pay attention to that. And I'm still like watching the show or not being I, professional. I, I watch people like, I'm watching people stage dive or, or, or mosh pit or, or body surf. And like, you know, I, I got to realize I'm still here to record something. I'm still here to do my job. Yeah. But it's still fun to watch, you know? And that's something I think this band definitely, or Nonpoint in general, does. And you guys, you've been out with them enough to, you know, know that. Yeah, yeah. I know this too. Like every time we do sound check, we, we do it, and then when we come to showtime, like the whole dynamic changes. Because then it's like, like I know this Rob hits harder. Oh yeah. During the show, than he does always, during sound check. I always back my levels. Oh, sound check just sounds it's just stupid to go off on sound check. I don't know. Yeah, well, I always back my levels down because of that. You have to, mm -hmm. like, BC the same thing. Like he'll, like I know what he wants in his monitor, so I always do it that way. But then when it comes to showtime, he wants more. He wants more. So I just been telling the, I'll do it, or the monitor guy would be like, I just turn him up a little more, because they, because again, it's like the energy comes out during the show, and then everything yeah. just changes. So well, and the crowd is is also oh, and the crowd's a factor too. Yeah. I mean, I did sound a couple of weeks back for them at a pig roast and, and then at uh, the Apollo Theater and like the crowd was almost louder than the PA was getting. And I mean, I was hitting almost close to red on the PA and that crowd was loud. So you have to deal with that. too. Oh, yeah. I was outside, though, too, wasn't it? Uh, no, the Apollo wasn't outside. Oh, OK. But that was that's why it was so loud, because <laughs> it was a big dome kind of environment. That was uh, the week before you came in. Oh, OK. Yeah. I was right there the week before you. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, well, um, we got 30 minutes. That's a part one. Okay, good. All right, signing off for now. Boop. Thanks so much for listening to the Robcast podcast. Be sure and subscribe to get notified on future episodes. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Robcast Podcast. And feel free to send us comments and suggestions at robcastpodcast at gmail.com.